0: start with a story from 2 Chronicles chapter 33. I'm not sure how he actually pronounced his name, but he was one of the kings of Israel, Manasseh. And he was actually, if you read 2 Chronicles 33, he was actually a really wicked king. And um, the streets of Jerusalem ran with blood so much. He sacrificed and killed his own people so much. He, He sacrificed in the fires of the pagan gods, his own children, his own sons. That's what they used to do back then. You know, You wonder when you read through the Old Testament why God was so kind of like firm and disciplined and strict, it was because the pagan nations were not just like, you know, were worshipping a, a statue. They would, they, would, they would kill their own children in the, in the fires of, um, to worship and sacrifice and all sorts of crazy stuff. So um, anyway, he was meant to be one of the kings of Israel, serve the one true God, but he, uh, his heart was very wicked and he, and he um, did not do that and he worshipped lots of pagan gods and um, God warned him to no avail. His prophet spoke to them, you need to turn from your ways, you need to bring down the sacrifice poles, you used to have altars all over the land and our God warned him and he would not listen so he allowed the Assyrian army to attack um, Jerusalem and the nation of Israel and they took him away to Babylon and chains, they used to put a nose ring through your nose and, and chain you up and drag you away. And, uh, Manasseh, he, he actually decided in deep distress, he sought the Lord as God and sincerely and humbly um, came before him and, and prayed. And God listened. Which I think, I, I actually read this and I think it's just truly remarkable how loving and kind God is. That even though he was such a wicked king, that he had led God's people astray that when he humbled himself in distress and sought the Lord of his, you know, of his relatives, he hadn't known him, but he knew about him and he sought him, that the Lord listened and um, showed his loving kindness to him and they actually got him to be able to return to Israel and to Jerusalem and to be king again. And because of that, he finally realised that the Lord was God alone. And if you read the rest of his rule, um, he tore down all the sacrifice places and he, um, he led by example and he turned to the Lord and um, changed. But it was the fact that he repented and that he said, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, I've realised in my distress what I have done and in true repentance he turned to the Lord. And I just think God is so good that even somebody who would sacrifice his own children in the fires of a pagan god, that when he realised what I've been doing and repented truly and said I'm and turned away from that, that God heard from heaven and um, showed his loving kindness and actually restored him to his kingdom. Why do I tell you that? Because I actually... Um, have been feeling for a little while and Philip and I have been talking about just the importance of the words that we're speaking and that it really does govern the way we live our lives, the word we speak. And the Lord's been really checking me. He spoke to me a couple of years ago and said, you're an oracle. When you go into the heavenlies and you go into my secret place and I share things with you, you become an oracle where you speak the very words of God. And he said, when you have that responsibility to do that, you've got to watch what else you're saying. Because it's so powerful, you know, what we speak and we you know, if God if we walked in the authority all the time of every time we spoke it happened, we'd be in trouble. But that's actually where God wants us to be, that he wants us to be walking, knowing who we are and our identity in him so firmly and that he can trust us at what comes out of our mouth so much that when we speak it happens, when we declare things it happens. That's where he wants us to get to. And so he's been giving me a check about it for a, a, for a probably 18 months now I've just watch the words you speak. And I slip up, I can have a little hissy fit and say stuff. The kids on Monday morning can annoy the heck out of me and I'll, you know. And it's like, but we've got to watch the word we speak. We've got to make sure we're not repeating stuff that is not asked to repeat, that we're not critical, that we're not negative, you know, that we're not judgmental. And it's so easy because the culture of our world is exactly that. Judgment, critical, words that aren't, um, you know, uplifting, that aren't wholesome. And then the word, this word, God's word is so clear about don't let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth. So that means we don't curse, we don't cuss, we don't swear, we don't pull others down, we don't judge, we don't gossip, all those things, and it can be very confronting because we fall short. And so I read when I read Second Chronicles 33 this week and I was like, oh, the Lord is so good that even when we stuff up all the time and we mess up, that the Lord is so good and if we come to him in repentance and truly want to change that he restores us, that he sees our weaknesses and he says it's okay because in me you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Philippians 4. And so I want you to remember that as I share this morning. As a community, Philip and I really feel like we're going to just hammer our words. Yeah? So Rebecca has asked, if you're not following Jesus Central on Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, that you find us, because I'll just say a little chat to her at the door then, we're going to flick up some, some stuff every day to encourage us to guard our mouth, set a guard across our mouth, watch what's coming out of our hearts, because out of the heart, our mouth speaks. And it's not a behavioural change, it's a heart change. You know, we can go, oh, I'm, you I know, can't speak that, but if our hearts have it, it's going to come out when you're under pressure. So this is about a heart change, because the Lord wants us to have sweeter, gentler, more tender hearts. And so that's what I want us to really focus on for the next 40 days um, and, to, and to be focusing on what's coming out of our mouth. So it's a spiritual journey to eliminate toxic words from our life. Yeah? yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Yes. If we want to change our lives, one of the first things we do is to change our words. And, uh, and as you start to think about that, and, and, as, and so what about, I've got this great book, it's called the 40 Day Word Fast and so that's what I'm actually going to take it from. It's by Tim Cameron and if you should, I was reading his um, testimony and he was a pastor, you know, he thought he was okay but people actually started to stay away from him because he would be sarcastic. You know, we, we, lo- we, we think we're clever when we have a sarky comment. I'm really slow at it. I'm not very good at psychiatric comments. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? But, you know, there's a reason for these things. It's like I'm not good on the quick comeback or the banter or all those things. And, yes, there's a level, but we need to watch that we don't step over the line because it's very easily to tear down and uh, and instead of build up. And far too often we can have negative attitudes and words flowing forth from our mouth and um, it's good for us to do a little check and assess what is actually flowing forth from us. And I know, like, we've got six kids, and they know which button to push. My goodness, do they know which button to push. And I've got to really watch, you know, because they could be being naughty, but if we say, you are so naughty, well, you're declaring that over them. Yeah? Whereas it's their behaviour is that. And I have to check myself. Some of my kids know, are better at pushing my buttons than others. And uh, they go through a phase as they grow where it's like, this age is really (laughs) – and I've got to to just like (laughs) – I go for a run. I run very far. (laughs) Um, But I do things – and, you know, actually that's a really good idea. If you're struggling in an area – I used to get the vacuum cleaner out but uh, now running is better uh, because when you vacuum, you can't um, be heard. (laughs) We my vacuum cleaner anyway. So I would get out the vacuum cleaner and I would start to just get myself under control because you got the vacuum cleaner, then Philip wouldn't be able to hear me if I was muttering something. Not that I ever muttered anything because he's perfect, but you know. But <laughs> your own father just laughed at you. <laughs> yep, yeah, watching your words. Oh, look, he's watching, he's listening. So, <laughs> no, you cannot say something. Um, so, most of us know. We, most of us know the power behind our words. You know, the Bible says that the power of the tongue, you have life and death in the power of your tongue. Yes, we know that, don't we? And uh, we know that there's, positive, there's real power behind positive affirmations and declarations. But the fact is that we can actually have strongholds in our hearts and our minds. Maybe it's something that's been spoken over us and the words that somebody else has spoken to us has really damaged us or hurt us and it causes a stronghold where we are on the defensive. So I'll I'll get to you before you get to me. I'll have the quick comeback before you can slice me up. Yeah? And it's like so we know the power of people's words and some of us might have experienced that where people have said cruel, harsh things to us and it kind of puts our defences up, or if we... So it's like, but... We can learn because you copy and you and you actually repeat what you have around us you all the time. So when you're a parent or you're a sibling or you know you've got little ones around you, a grandparent, we have to really be careful what we're saying because they're picking up on it. It's the same as your workplace, you're surrounded by stuff all the time, negativity or you know, sarcasm, critical negativity, all that stuff, you can start to pick up on. And that's why we've got to be putting in God's words because if we go through the week and the only time we look at this is on a Sunday or a Monday or a Wednesday when we gather together, we are not going to have enough good word in us to be able to compact the stuff that is out there or the stuff that has been spoken to us previously. It's so important. It's about, you know, we we wonder why we feel spiritually not strong but if we went through the day not eating good, solid, healthy meals every day, Like three meals a day, or six meals, or whatever you do, whatever your diet plan is, it's like you are going to feel weak. You're not going to be able to lift the weights at the gym. You're not going to be able to go for your 10K run. I'm just speaking that over you. Um, You know, like, it's like we're not going to be able to have the energy to do those things. We will be weak. And if you eat rubbish all the time, what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to get flabby eventually something is going to happen to the internal workings of you. You can go for a little while not eating well, but eventually it's going to catch up with you. And the same can be said for what we're sticking into our spirits, our minds, our hearts, is if we don't put good food in our spirit, then why do we expect that we would be strong? Why would we expect that we would have good words to say? Why would we expect that our heart is not going to be cluttered with rubbish? Because we're not putting in good meals. We're not feeding on good stuff. That we have so much word, good word in us that it flows forth for us. Because the more word we put in, the more good stuff we put in, that will flush out the rubbish in our hearts. Because what we think about, what we focus upon, what we set our minds and hearts upon is what we'll become. Do you want to change your life? Change your words. Do you want to change your words? Contemplate, meditate on God's word and you will be transformed. Amen. So um, God wants our words to be ones that are ones of the disciples of Jesus. How does a disciple of Jesus speak? Yeah, He doesn't want it to be caustic or toxic or verbal rubbish. Every day we're putting in the words of Jesus because that's what we're going to. He wants us that when people are around us, they recognise us as a disciple. What does a disciple of Jesus look like? What does he talk or she talk like? What does he he act like or she act like? Because that's what God wants for us. That's what the world needs to see. So I'm going to ask you a question and I want you through this week to reflect upon it. Have you become a complainer? Have you become negative, judgmental, pessimistic, critical, sarcastic and a gossip? Have you become that? If you keep on doing the same things, you're going to get the same result. If you want to be different next year, this time next year to what you are now. If you want to be stronger, if you want to be tougher, if you want to be more victorious and an overcomer, then you've got to be doing something different. Yeah, I want us to be bigger on the inside this time in 40 days than we are now that we will know that we are changing our lives because we're changing what we're putting in and what's coming out in our speech. So ask yourself the questions. Am I complaining? Am I negative? And am I critical? Am I judgmental? Am I gossiping? Am I repeating other people's stuff? Life and death are in the power of your tongue and our words have power to heal or they have power to bring reconciliation or they have power to divide and to tear down or to unite. Yeah, because you know we're, we're all different personalities. Now I'm—I'm I'm, can only know the, the wordy person, and so um, I can ruminate around and around about things, and then it, out it comes, and I'll be like, I might be hurt or disappointed or cut up, and people if they say stuff to me, I'll be like, ouch, slice. But also, it's like I can get in a little puddle and you're going to be upset and, and anxious and then that's what you say. But when we examine our heart and it's like, why am I thinking to say that? Why did I say that? And question why. So when you catch yourself saying something that you know is critical, gossiping, judgmental, negative, challenge that and go, okay, hang on a minute, let's have a look at these words. Why am I saying that? And then when you figure out why I said it, go, okay, well, why... Why did that happen? If I get really under pressure and really I'll start to say stuff. And it's like, why? So I, you stop and you go, why am I getting like that? Well, it's anxiousness. It's fear. It's fear feel- failure, of failure. It's rejection. All those things. You start to go, why am I feeling like that? Why does that happen? Or you know, you might get a bill or something breaks down and you go, what? what do you do? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, why does everything break down? Why is this happening to me? Why is, you know, and it's like, nothing good happening today. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Is it only me that does that? No. So you got to challenge what your words are and take stock and take hold of every word that comes out of your mouth and start to examine it. Why do you say that? What are you actually believing? And challenge the thought. If you go to a counsellor and you have anxious anxiety or anything like that, they will say to you, challenge the thought. If you're afraid of dying, if you're afraid of your marriage breaking up, if you're afraid of something happening to your kids, afraid of of things, I'll say challenge that anxious thought. Is there truth in it? Is there truth in it? And even if if it's a fact, does it line up with what God says in his word? So we challenge those things. So if it's coming out of a mouth, grab hold of it and challenge it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid they're going to leave me. I'm afraid that, you know, that, that, that everybody's going to get sick of me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like challenge the thought. Why? Where is it actually coming from and is there any truth? And do you need your heart healed? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have to be looking at our hearts. We're going to have to examine our hearts and seeing what is actually going on. And the moment you start to examine your words, it's going to reveal what is in your heart. Okay? So it's going to challenge us for the next 40 days, but I want us to stick with it and, and you know, make yourself accountable to someone or to one another and say, Holy Spirit, you show me. You set a guard across my mouth, but show me what's in my heart because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right? And, you, and you don't beat yourself up if you mess up. Just say, all right, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me to do better tomorrow. Help me not to say those words tomorrow. All right? We're not, we're not here to kind of you know be flagellating ourselves and and beating ourselves up it's like just being honest about what in our hearts so that our hearts are sweeter gentler kinder kinder, kinder. yeah and so that we are, and that we're united because then the enemy can't get in you know and your homes are going to be different people are going to know that you have the words of a disciple i just finish with um Isaiah 50, verse 4 says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I may know how to sustain him who is weary with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as the learned. The Lord wants our, our, our words to be strong, and um, for people to know that we are different by our speech and our conduct. And that when we speak, it's as if we are speaking the very words of God. And that's what the Lord wants for us, and that um, when we speak, we would sustain those who are weary just with our words. That's what he wants for us. And that's what I want for us. Yeah. And um, so let's, let's really, um, if you're feeling like you can be in that space and I want us to do this together, actually go, all right, Lord, we're committing ourselves in the next 40 days at least to examine what's coming out of our mouths every day. And if you mess up, to just say, Holy Spirit, just help me. When you pray in the morning, Lord, set a guard across my mouth that I wouldn't say anything that would cause dishonour to you. When you hear something and you don't need to repeat it, when you hear other people talking about others, you don't need to listen. You can walk away, take the phone away from your ear. (laughs) Yeah, We don't have to, when you hear a bad report, you don't have to be, you know, gathering that in, yeah? And so that we um, we would hear his words and be repeating those. So the more of this you put in, the more is going to come out. And he says he washes us with his word. So if you know you've got stuff in you that's not pleasing or you know that it's critical or negative or you worry, and I, I get that. The more of this word you put in, it will sustain us. It will strengthen you. It will replace fear with faith. Unbelief with believing. Unrest with peace because we are complete in him. Amen? Can we do that together? All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your words. And uh, we thank you that you're such a loving and gracious God. Your loving kindness is just beyond really what we can fathom. And we come to you in repentance right now, and we ask for your forgiveness where we have allowed things in our heart um, that are not something that would please you where we have been negative or critical or we've judged others and we have pointed the finger, where we have gossiped and repeated things that we shouldn't have, that we have a tasty little bit of information, Lord, and we ask for your forgiveness, that you would cleanse us by the washing of your word, that you would heal us where we have been damaged by others' words, where others have criticised or torn us down. We're even looking on Facebook or the media damages us. Lord, I pray that you would heal our hearts. We change our words, you would change our lives and our families and our workplaces and the way we relate to one another. Lord, that we would be so strong in this, that we would not easily be able to be offended or hurt or damaged any longer by others' words. We pray your blessing, Lord. We pray your help and your counsel and your guidance, Lord. And change our hearts, Lord. I pray in Jesus' precious name. And we all said, Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Dale Kinney. And you can also subscribe to my daily inspirational blog for more encouragement to live your best life. You'll find my blog on my website at dalekinney.com.